Welcome to Truly Fit, the online fitness marketplace connecting pros and clients through unique fitness business software. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's podcast, it is just me discussing intellectual curiosity. And what do I mean by that? Well, specifically in the fitness industry, being able to look at other ideas surrounding your job. So if I'm a personal trainer, there's going to be physical therapists and sports medicine doctors and orthopedics and nutritionists and all these other people who are interconnected with health and fitness. How do they look at elements and issues? How do they diagnose? What are the things that they're doing to help their clients? You need to know that because your clients are going to be working with those people. Number one, you don't want to step on toes, but number two, learning all of those different ways in which people view things is only going to help you better your clients. So I'm going to give an example of that and kind of walk you down that path and show you why it's important to be intellectually curious. Don't be afraid to both learn and bounce your ideas off of others in and around your industry. As a personal trainer, we do not diagnose injuries, as you know, but it's important to know that there are telltale signs and tests. Uh, Imaging is typically needed to be truly accurate, but the tests and the signs give high probability of the issue existing, right? So what is not clear, however, are the treatments and protocols for the issue always. Even as a corrective exercise specialist, I sometimes find it difficult trying to play anatomical sleuth and deciphering what issue to treat first and how. For instance, you know, if, if you're a fitness industry teacher, you've, like, you've, you've definitely heard of the IT band, right? The iliotibial band extends from the iliac crest hip down to the lateral part of the thighs, a few inches above your knee to the distal lateral femur. Uh, that, that part connects lower past your kneecap to the proximal lateral tibia, and that provides stability to the knee and assists with flexion and extension of the knee. You know, when clients have a knee, hip, or low back pain, you know, the IT band is a, a checkpoint to determine if whether or not that may be a culprit in the issue. So uh, you know, is the IT band causing knee issues, or is the knee issue causing a hip issue, which is in turn causing an IT band issues? You, know, you can have IT band syndrome or greater Schrocanter syndrome and a host of other issues due to issues with the IT band. It's a very esoteric topic, right? It's, it's very in-depth. It's, it's hard to say if there's any one answer. So I haven't, I've barely scratched the surface just by mentioning a few of those things. Uh, but for the sake of this, we won't sort of unpack that anymore from, from the anatomical specifics. But in dealing with potential IT band issues... I've had physical therapists tell me you don't stretch you don't stretch it because the IT band is a tendon it's it, it doesn't get it's not that it's tight um, it's that it's hip weakness and glute strengthening that you should be treating more often than not uh, but then I've had sports medicine doctors who disagree with that and tell me the the assessment is to prescribe specific stretching routines and and rest those areas and then I've had a lot of uh, personal trainers who I really trust who have a who I really trust who have a, a different way to go about it they they use myofascial release typically and think it's overworked. So, you know, n- none of these statements are false. All, all of those different uh, treatments can potentially work and, and maybe they need to be fused together. But, but the point of saying this is that there are, you know, treating elements, uh, the same element could have many, you know, complexities. So learning the different methodologies and being intellectually curious, it's important to be intellectually curious because, you know, every field of work is a little bit different and it's good to know what everyone is doing in and around your said field so you're going to have clientele who come to you and they may have worked with other fitness industry teachers in the past right uh they may also be going to a physical therapist or to a doctor so you can't pretend that you know it all and you also have to take into account what their other professionals are telling them and try to fuse these things together 
Um, their professionals certainly may have instructed movements different than you. Their educational background may differ, and they may cue things differently or explain things differently. There is, there's a lot of gray area in the health and fitness world, and especially the nutrition world. So don't assume, you know, without doing your due diligence, that the one way you've been taught is the only right way. Working with challenging populations can further instill this urge to, you know, attain more information from other professionals, even if the niche you work in, let's say, is with a younger population who typically have not as many serious medical issues or limitations. It's still best to have some experience working with a challenging population. I talk about that all the time. It's great to work with seniors. It's great to see these uh, anatomical issues and these health issues and these medications and understand further what you're going to be dealing with because ultimately the goal for you is to make sure that you set your clients up for a healthy life moving forward, right? It's great if you want to try to get them six-pack abs, but that's not going to help them when they're 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and 70, and that's not going to help them get to 70 and 80 and 90 and 200. So your clients for the future. Um, you know, I, I, I really think, it, it, you know, taking away your standard exercises is a good thing. So when you're working with these more challenging populations, you're going to have to think outside of the box and make modifications. It's going to force you to get better at simplifying and yet also being creative. You know, these protocols and routines will always change dependent upon the individual fitness industry teacher and their educational or you know, historical background. It's important to continue to learn in order to stay ahead of the line and the, and the, and the line of thought and the current medicine and the health perspectives going on. You know, in the past, let's say, you know, personal trainers recommended static stretching before exercising. If you, if you were in any sort of gym class before uh, the year 2005, uh, you, you know, your, your gym instructors, you know, your phys ed teachers also said that, right? We get the stretch beforehand, right? Now the science tells us differently, right? We dynamic stretch prior to exercise to get the blood flow going. And then, you know, that we you know, preferably static stretch uh, post-exercise to, to, to be the most advantageous. At least that's what most studies have said. And, and that can change from time to time, right? It's like the old, uh, is an egg good for you? Is an egg bad for you, right? Th- things change all the time. There's always new science and we, we have to stay relevant and, and up to date on that. So, uh, the point is, you know, you can find difference, uh, differences of opinions, but, uh, you know, the concept and the approach to the patient should always be the same, keeping their best interest in mind and using the knowledge and skill set you've acquired. Learning from others in the same field, but that have different approaches is important. You, you need to be challenged. You need to challenge the way that you interpret the issues. It's going to help you grow. You will more than likely start off conservative in your approach to any fitness medium. That's, that's typically the arc of the fitness professionals. You start off conservative in your approach. As you, as you continue to learn, you will find yourself, you know, gravitating towards specific teaching styles or modalities and, and may even cling to some radical things, right? In the middle of your fitness career, you'll probably be a little bit of radical towards one thing or the other. But, you know, eventually most of us come back as we gain, uh, you know, a dearth of knowledge from all other industries that touch ours. And, you know, wherever your road towards greatness as a fitness industry teacher takes you, you know, learning and researching and going to conferences and getting new certifications and growing by conferring with uh, not only other fitness industry teachers, but conferring with sports medicine doctors and, you know, even digging into YouTube and looking at other, you know, experts in the industry and physical therapists and surrounding yourself with those who look at things differently is only going to help you Thank you for listening in here and look forward to you joining in on the next Truly Fit podcast. Remember to check out our social media sites, which are all listed at Truly Fit app. There, you can find the polls to questions concerning 
potential upcoming topics for our podcast and leave your information or a colleague's and friend's information who you would think best fit for discussion of that topic. Thanks again.